Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 285. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where we do free MCAT prep. Together with Blueprint MCAT, we cover full-length exams, half-length exams, regular old Q&A, as well as dissecting how to be the best MCAT prep student out there. That's what we do here on the MCAT podcast. Don't forget our sponsor of this podcast, Blueprint MCAT. Go check them out at blueprintmcat.com. Don't forget to go get a free account over at blueprintmcat.com where you get access to their full-length exam one, their half-length diagnostic, their amazing free study planner tool, and much more. It is a free account. Go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. This week, we're continuing our breakdown of that free half-length diagnostic that you get for with a free account over at blueprintmcat.com. We are getting close to finishing. We are in the psych soch section, passage two today. Ali, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. Long time no see. Yeah, it's good to be back here. It's, I, good, to I love the it's good to have you back. Um, we are throwing you into the fire, feet first, into the Blueprint MCAT half-length diagnostic, which everyone gets for free at blueprintmcat.com. Go get a free account. Yes, yeah. We are in the psych Soch section, passage two. Um, let, let me ask you a, a basic yeah. question before we jump in. When you switch between passages as you are going through a full length, uh, the real thing, whatever it is, what is your general recommendation? My question. I have a couple of questions. I have to flush all of that out of my head, everything that I just went through with that last passage or that last kind of discrete section, and I'm jumping into this new passage. Do you have like a little breathing exercise, a little meditation, a little mantra? What do you recommend students do in between these passages? Yeah. It's definitely harder on cars than the sciences because like you might get two passages in a row with similar topics on the sciences. But my general rule is I take like a very short break between passages and a longer one every two passages. So, mm. and it could be something as basic as close your eyes or take your eyes and look at something distant. Look at the wall behind the screen. And this can like relieve the tension in your eyes, take a few deep breaths, forget about the passage. Think about nothing, and this is one of the hardest things to do, but, uh, and then go back. And it's only like five seconds. And yeah. this five seconds is extremely valuable and just like refocusing away from one passage so that you can start a new one. Yeah. Think of nothing. That's very 
easy to do on the MCAT day where <laughs> your life is in the hands of the AAMC gods. Um, got it. All right. Think of nothing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump in again for everyone watching, listening. You get the Blueprint MCAT half-length diagnostic for free over at blueprintmcat.com. Let's rock and roll. All right. Yeah, so we have passage two. Let's start by reading the passage. And what I like to do here is I will scroll down a bit and up, just figure out what type of passage is this? Do I have figures? Do I have results? Is this an experimental research style passage or just a textbook style passage? Yeah, um, it looks like it a wall looks, of text here. Yeah, it looks like a wall of text. And uh, how would you approach it? passage like this one would you would you rather spend more time on the passage or on on the questions on a wall of text type of passage i I would start with some tears uh knowing that i'm a very slow reader and and i would cry going this is gonna take too much time (laughs) (laughs) i I would start with that and then I, i would probably i mean my general thought is just let's read the let's read the text yeah yeah let's go through it uh, don't dwell on the super small details. The text is here. It's not going to go anywhere when you're answering the questions. So you don't need to memorize everything. Just know where everything is and see if, if, we can, if you can use it to answer the questions. Okay. All right. So let's get started with the first paragraph. And we'll read, like, my, again, like, I read paragraph by paragraph, and I look at, like, general ideas rather than specific ideas sentence by sentence. Okay. So outreach workers communicating with black and Latino women face challenges in changing behavior with respect to HIV and AIDS transmission. The most important is the apparent perception by minority women that AIDS is a gay white man's problem. From 1989 to 1995, AIDS cases among women is expected to increase 300 to 500%. Among women who contract AIDS through sexual activity, 77% are Black or Latina. Among intravenous IV drug users, the prevalence rate is nearly 50%. Among women in this category, 80% are Black or Latina. Yet, when surveyed, minority women at all socioeconomic levels downplay the risk that AIDS poses. A survey of Black college students, women revealed less then one-fourth insists that their partners use condoms, despite universal knowledge that condoms reduce the spread of AIDS. All right, so we, we, we went into this paragraph, and we are thrown into like a ton of statistics here. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the idea in here is what's important, and we're going to look at this as a background paragraph. So if you're a student taking this passage, What's the main issue in here that all of the statistics is trying to highlight? Uh, for me, the thing that that stand out is um, this second sentence is that uh, the perception by minority women is that it's not their problem. Perfect. Yes. So and that's the sentence I would highlight. Like I tend to, yeah, minimal highlighting. That's the idea. The statistics stand out. If I'm looking for any questions about the statistics given the support given in the passage, I can always go find it. Mm -hmm. But science passages in general start by giving framing the general issue. And we're going to narrow it down in the next two paragraphs. So I will focus more on the new information rather than the existing information. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. 
So poor minority women who live outside the law due to prostitution or drug use have always lived with risk. They prioritize time and attention on the risk of AIDS relative to other concerns such as protecting their children, securing financial resources, and simply acquiring basic needs such as food, clothing, and shelter. Interview, interviewees in temporary women's housing express helplessness about changing their external circumstances, dooming outreach efforts based on proactive efforts may be made by these women. All right, a lot of like small ideas in this paragraph that connect to outside content. And this is one of the things that you build as you study for the MCAT is you recognize con testable content on the test. Mm. So for me, like a couple stand out, like helplessness, I'm, I'm going to go and highlight this because expressed helplessness or learned helplessness is a concept that is tested on the MCAT. So there might be a question here I want to highlight. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing is the priorities. So we we have kind of like a, a hierarchy of what we need, and I'm, I'm foreshadowing the questions in here, <laughs> but uh, like we need food and shelter first before we look at other, other needs we have, like protecting ourselves against AIDS. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I like, yeah, prioritize excellence. Yeah, and specifically, I would, I would just like focus on protecting children, securing financial resources, and basic needs such as um, uh, food and clothing and shelter. Like uh, these are going to, oh, you did an alt age. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, it's it. just, yeah, it gets me every time. <laughs> um, yeah. So this might show up in questions. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's keep, let's keep on moving. Ignoring relevant cultural context means that simplistic government messages, examples of just say no, must fail because they ignore the reality in which AIDS is spread. So I'm going to stop here for a second. And you can see that the passage is narrowing. We started with like women, uh, minority women in general, they, they are under like a much higher risk of contracting AIDS. And now I narrowed it down to like, specifically the government outreach is not working for these women. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to get ideas that I might not have studied for them, Kat, like new things that this paper or this research is getting into. Okay. All right. So let's keep going. Uh, let's see. Among IV users, a network of surprisingly tight-knit communities exists in which provides, uh, users provide both emotional and tangible support for one another. Such communities have their own values, roles, and status markers. Outreach workers must recognize that needle sharing, while bad, is a form of social support that exists in all social networks. When attempting to get uh, women to insist that partners use condoms to reduce sexual spread of HIV, outreach workers must recognize that in some minority communities, especially traditional Catholic Latino communities, women are not expected to take control of sexual situations and decisions. Simply walking to a store and purchasing condoms risks no small amount of social censure for being seen as a loose woman. Hmm. All right, a lot of, a lot of information in, in our last paragraph. And uh, did anything stand, up to you, stand out to you as like, I've seen this in content or this is, this might fall under a category I'm expected to know for them. 
Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if any one specific thing stands out going, oh, I, I know that. Um, other than just the broad message that cultures are different and we need to understand that. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you would be surprised like how, um, underrated this topic of demographics and and social stratification is important to them, Kat. We'll see later when we discuss the question. The questions in here are foundational concept nine about demographics or foundational concept 10 about social stratification. And these are like a guaranteed 7 to 11 questions on every single MCAT. Hmm. So uh, it's just like two out of 10 total foundational concepts on the entire MCAT or this topic. Okay. Uh, So I would see support structures, social structure uh, or social support. And here is an important concept might show up in the questions. Yeah. So emotional and tangible support. Uh, Perfect. Uh, I will look at exactly what you said. Cultures are different. So this is a subculture of drug users or uh, sharing needles that they have their own values. So um, communities having their own values, exactly what you said, extremely important. And I will look at the last part of the paragraph too is how traditional Catholic Latino communities are also different just Mm -hmm. because women in these communities feel more pressure at not taking charge uh, of their like uh, sexual situation or sexual decisions. We don't need to over highlight in here. What you're highlighting is perfect and will help us find the information we need to answer questions. Okay. All right. So, uh, so that's kind of scary because it's a relatively straightforward passage. And I think, I think history has shown that relatively straightforward passage equals really, really hard questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like whenever the situation is specific, the, the type of question we expect, we see it on Chemphys on Bye Bye Chem, but we see it a lot more on Psychsocial. Take this specific situation and put it under a general category that you memorize for the MCAT. Okay. So, and... On these textile, like textbook style passages, these are the most prevalent questions because there is no experiment for me to analyze. So let's skill three and skill four questions here. Okay. All right. So I'll start with question number seven. Which of the following best explains the decisions on priority made by women who live outside the law? And so I'm going to go straight to where we highlighted prioritize. Awesome. Um, and so this is a very basic, right? They're, they're focused on basic needs, food, clothing, shelter. And to me, when we prioritize basic needs, that screams uh, Maslow's hierarchy. So Love it. let me go see if we can find that answer. And it is answer choice D, and I'm not even going to look at the other ones. I just uh, hope that Maslow's hierarchy is going to save me there. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I think you're, you're underrating yourself, not hope. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like you predicted Maslow's hierarchy. And I think the way you approach this question is exactly how we want our students to approach this question. Read the question, refer back to the passage if you need to. In this case, we do need to because it's a specific question from the passage. Mm-hmm. Then formulate a prediction, like a general idea of where we're going with this. So we have basic needs come at the expense of higher needs. That's just the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The bottom one is like food and shelter uh, and, and water. And that's, that's what we have here in the passage. 
Yeah. Then Maslow stands out, you click Maslow, you move on. And I love that you skipped over A, B, and C. <laughs> One of the biggest mistakes our students make is like, oh, let me read A. Maybe A makes sense. Let me try to evaluate B. Does Kohlberg apply in here? Let me try to think about this. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of hurting yourself on two fronts. You're taking time away from other questions and you might talk yourself into a wrong answer. So you, you want to avoid both of these situations. Just click Maslow, move on. Uh, time to go to question eight. Yeah. All right. Love it. Question eight. Go ahead and read this one. All right. The women's housing interviewees discussed in the passage most likely lack. All right. So let's go and find where are the, the women's housing interviewees discussed in the passage. Uh, we can look around our highlights. And uh, it's one of our highlights, actually. It's the helplessness that we highlighted in paragraph two. Interviewees in temporary women's housing express helplessness. Yep. And again, this is one of the things that as a student, you're taking the diagnostic test. You might not like have this experience yet, but by the time you're taking your eighth, ninth, or 10th full length exam, you can pick up these small clues from the passage. Oh, helplessness, highlight, might show up in a question. Yeah. All right. So let's try to think about this. Like, what do they lack? If I don't look at the answer choices, this might be a bit difficult to, to come up with a prediction, but we can cheat and scan the answer choices quickly. Yep. So self-esteem, self-efficacy, self-worth. Okay, so I want to categorize, like, what is helplessness uh, tied to or learned helplessness tied mm. to? Is it self-esteem, self-efficacy, and or self-worth? Yep. Or understanding of, like, what AIDS, uh, AIDS is sexually transmitted? Yeah. So... This is where you need to know the content. So this is one of the questions we talked about earlier, categorizing the specific situation into the content you have memorized. So yeah. So so for me, when I when I'm looking at this, uh, when I think self-esteem or not self-esteem, when I think helplessness, mm -hmm. and I don't know if this comes from just <laughs> being on this planet for many years and just kind of learning this along the way, or if this is some psychology stuff still stuck in my head. When I think helplessness, the the big thing that I think about is, um, uh, and I can't think of the right word, but it, it's basically autonomy, right? We don't have the ability to do things ourselves, so we feel helpless. So I, I go to self-efficacy uh, here as an answer choice. Self-esteem, great, like, I I um I can be the most successful person in the world and be on cloud nine and everything's going great and still have terrible self-esteem. So I, I'm not sure how those two are related. Um, self-worth, I think, is very similar to self-esteem. So True. I'm going to cancel those two out because they're too similar. That's a great and I'm just going to throw it out. Answer choice D, I'm like, eh, that has nothing to do with anything. So I'm just going to, again, I'm going to throw that out. Like, I don't, I'm not helpless because I don't understand that HIV or AIDS is sexually transmitted. Uh, I'm helpless because of the situation I'm in and because I don't feel like I have any control. And so to me, that goes to self-efficacy. So I'm going to go with Perfect. B. That is excellent. Yes, B is our correct answer here. This is specifically about your ability to control your environment or to, to finish a task. So B is our correct answer. And I love what you said about self-esteem and self-worth because these can be true in this situation, mm. 
but they're not necessarily true in this situation. Yeah. This is how AMC can get us sometimes, where an answer choice, well, we're, we're talking about women who, who, who are suffering from like, uh, like cultural oppression or inability to treat or avoid AIDS, inability to take control of their situation. Might they have low self-esteem? Probably. But do we have evidence to tell me like they have low self-esteem? No. Mm. So we're looking for something that's necessarily too based on the information in the passage. So try not to think too far away from the question or from the passage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question nine. So when we look here, the next question, a person who is well known in his local subculture of IV drug users is highly regarded by his fellow addicts and receives support in the manner mentioned in the passage. This support is best described as. All right. So without reading the answer choices, I'm going to go down to our cultural contexts where we talked about IV drug users. And it talked about in this community, they have their own values, roles, status markers. Um, And when these workers are out there, they're recognizing this and hopefully supporting in that context. So I'm hopefully going to find an answer choice that aligns with the support is kind of recognizing differences in subcultures and stuff. So we'll see. Uh, Answer choice A, cultural capital. Okay, sounds interesting. I like it maybe, potentially. Uh, Answer choice B, social capital. Okay. Uh, Answer choice C, an instance of social reproduction. I have no idea what that means, but doesn't sound like anything to do with what we're talking about. So I'm going to immediately, I'm just going to strike this one out because I'm like, I don't think that's it. Uh, Or answer choice D, deviance from the majority culture, but a norm in the subculture. All right. So this is exactly what I was just saying is, hey, in in this IV drug user world, uh, they have different subcultures and and the the inner workings of that subculture may be different than the majority culture. And so I'm going to double check and make sure that this wording is right because this could be a red herring to go, ha ha, we got you. Yeah. Um, so deviance, I, I'm not sure what the word deviance means. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a derivative of deviation, right? It's a difference, but so, so for me, my vocabulary is not very good. And so for all of the ESL students out there, I, f- I feel you. Um, so I'm going to say it's a difference, right? I'm just going to reword mm-hmm. that. Difference from the majority culture, but a norm in the subculture. So is the support best described? Yeah, this is, this is a tricky one. Yes. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why D is such a tricky answer choice. Because... Yeah. It's a, it describes the situation. Correct. Like D is true. Like, but it doesn't answer the question. It doesn't answer this question. Correct. Because we're looking for the type of like being supported by members of or high, having higher status or uh, being supported by members of your subgroup. What is that? Yeah. So it's some sort of capital. Like I, I have that support. I have that status. Yep. And that status is a type of capital. Yeah. So 
Now the question is, is it social or is it cultural? Correct. So I'm going to get rid of D because I, I, I had a feeling it was a red herring because it was too, yes. it was too like straightforward in the wording. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what I just said. This situation is, but it's not the support that it's asking. Exactly. Um, so at least I'm down to 50, 50. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. so always a good thing. Yeah. Social capital to to me seems like the right answer just thinking about what social is because this is my social group and I have status in this social group I'm not sure what cultural capital is so I'm gonna go with B just because the word sounds better in this situation yeah yeah so uh, B is our correct answer here cultural capital is more about things that will help you succeed like a college education or speaking multiple Mm. languages this is cultural capital. In the majority but, culture. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, in this case, this is not about the cultural capital of these individuals. This is about like their social ties and their social status. So that's that's more social capital. Uh, and here I want to highlight like quick things that you did that I think everyone should try to do. Mm-hmm. One, even if an answer choice sounds correct, double check if it really answers the question or not. Mm-hmm. So these sounds like it describes like part of that third paragraph, but it does not answer the specific question. Two, even if you don't know what a term means, you can still use your like common sense for a lot of these like foundational concept nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Reproduction involves multiple generations. So social reproduction, you eliminate it based on common sense. Use that. Mm-hmm. So a social reproduction is like how culture uh, can can go from one generation to the to the other. Yeah, yeah. All right, rocking and rolling. I don't want to. I don't want to get uh, too too ambitious here, but we hopefully get a perfect passage here. Yeah. All right. All right. Number ten: A Latina woman in the circumstances described in the third paragraph is most likely attempting to avoid what phenomenon? All right, so we have a specific situation. I can see that you're looking in the last paragraph. Perfect. So what is she trying to avoid? Uh, so again, without looking at the answers, someone who's trying not to be seen as a quote-unquote loose woman, I mean, to me, that's a stigma. So you're trying to avoid Perfect. stigma. Exactly. And then look at the answer choices. Do stigma? <laughs> stigma. Hey, answer choice D, stigmatization. So yeah. uh, for, for the listeners, answer choice A, a looking glass self, whatever that is. B, a formal social sanction. That's not too far from the correct <sighs> Yeah. So yeah. That, the one for me is, is formal, right? This is not ah. a formal, like you're not getting a ticket and being sanctioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. But informally, right? Uh, potentially. Yeah. C, depersonalization, eh, uh, or destigmatization. So to, yeah. to me, answer choice D is the easiest. Can you yeah. go through the other answer choices and kind of give definitions of those? Do you, do you have that? Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. So I'll start with stigmatization. Like this is exactly what the situation in the passage is, that we are looking into uh, like society putting like censure on your behavior. Mm. So... Uh, being perceived as a loose loose woman is a, is a type of stigma, exactly what you predicted, and that's our correct answer. Looking glass self is the most distant of the answer choices from the current situation. This is how we perceive ourselves. 
and not how or it it includes how other people perceive us but it's totally different concept of being labeled by society mm. so uh it's a it's a way of how we build our self concept okay uh social uh, formal social sanction this would be like like you're breaking an actual law so and b is an attractive answer choice because other women described in the passage were actually afraid of formal social sanction which would be the using drugs and prostitution at the beginning of paragraph 2 so poor minority women who live outside the law due to prostitution or drug use then they will be trying to attempt a formal social sanction like going to prison or mm-hmm. or having to do community service due to this so this is where going back to the to the right place uh in the passage will give you will give you the point will help you avoid b and an exempt got it yeah oh yeah i i think i went uh 